The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What the fuck is happening? So before our technical difficulties, yeah, I was starting to tell you that, um, you know, there's something that you wanted from me for a very long time. Ooh, right? Yeah, I think. I yeah, think so. I think so. Is this it? Is this it? Four little letters. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and I've been holding out for whatever reason, you know. Because I think you're scared. Um, <laughs> you're scared of how good this is going to feel. Yeah. You know, there are stipulations tied to it, and I feel selfish, so I'm just going to get them out and say it, you know. Let's do Josh, it. Josh. Yeah. I like you. Fuck, man. <laughs> Fuck, man. Fucking April Fool's Day, dude. <laughs> oh my god, dude. It's great. <laughs> great. Oh. Oh. oh god, I had you so excited there. My heart broke again. <laughs> again. Oh my goodness. What else is new, bro? I'm coming up to see you tomorrow. I'm kind of excited about this. All weekend I'll be up there. I'm pretty excited. Not yep. lying. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be fun. It will be bunch of people experiencing the manor. Yes, yes, it'll be a good time. We'll be able to break open that bottle that's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's still. Oh, there. it's just hidden. It's hidden behind you. Yep, it's right there. Oh, okay, it's just darker. The, uh, the yeah, usually I have a front light on me too, but yeah. I I skipped out on that. But uh. But yeah, so uh, I'm coming up to the manor for two nights the whole weekend. It'll be a good time, bro. I'll be staying there in Malvern. Good old Malvern. We got a couple texts that I didn't bring up on last week's show. I completely okay. forgot. Um, yeah. First one. Uh, hey there, Ted Nugent of the sea. Send a Hawaii pick, please. And I did. <laughs> they didn't like that. That's great. And then Shaggy said, uh, okay, where are you and what are you doing? Looking for those little hobbit Bigfoots, I bet. Hell yes. Um, so I sent him a picture, too. He sent a meme, said, coming up, handsome mustachioid man recaps news in pleasing baritone. In other new pair of news, this confirms that Jason needs to grow a mustache. Yes, dude, you would rock the mustache. <laughs> I don't think I don't think my wife yeah. would enjoy that very she much. Like that, she wouldn't Mm-mm. dig the flavor saver. No, no, bullshit. no, bullshit. No, I don't think so. Don't knock until you try it. <laughs> and yeah, we, we got a, we got a spam text. But oh God, that, really? yeah, Jesus. I mean, it happens. I suppose. Fuck that. Jesus Christ, well, maybe we got a voicemail. Let me see. Ooh, maybe. Uh, no. No, I voicemails. lied. No voicemails. It's okay. But in other news, yes. Two weeks. Two weeks. We have our beer release. I saw the labels came in today. Oh shit! Yeah. Um, yes. We we're, we're gonna have t-shirts for sale there. Dude, uh, the, the guys t-shirt looks yeah. so cool. The artist that uh, designed the labels also designed some shirts, and he's going to be selling them at. What did you? What did you just do? You got louder. I love. I got. I, I yeah, tapped the table. Right no, no, that's it right there. You just whatever you just did. You got fucking. You fixed it. Just a second. Talk. Weird, because I just Dude. tapped the table. Okay, yeah. So right there, like now, let me just adjust you a little bit down. Okay. I hope no, there's not. A, I hope there's not a short in my mic. There, there might be a short in the cable. Not the All mic, right. probably the cable. That's okay. All right. oh, Get well. your sexy ass up here. I'll give you a 
<laughs> well, this is a this is one of those five pin cables that runs oh. into two ports. So I'll just have to order one. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Um, but yeah, anyway, so two weeks. You'll, you'll get to see me this weekend, and then you'll get to see me again in two oh, weeks. God, I just went from six to midnight, bro. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So excited. And we're going to get to see lots of lots of good friends, too. So. We are going to see some friends. I love it. I love it. How many people are coming? To this release i don't know i'm hoping to fill up the place i mean that'd be cool. we can't like overly pack it right, right covid right. but we have a food truck we Dude, have a burrito food truck oh yes i'm stoked about the food truck great big rip beer including ectoplasm yes god damn it i'm so excited to try <laughs> this beer I'm so i got excited. i got people you know, all over the country trying to get me to send them to them. But they can yeah. actually come if you live within a couple hours, you know, you drive out for the day. You could make the day trip or whatever. Hang out with us, mm-hmm. have some beer, talk paranormal. And it's from two, and it's open ended. Uh, it's yeah. just, we don't have an end time. I love it. Um, and we have shirts for sale. Mm-hmm. So go to our social medias to see. Those shirts I posted them about an hour ago. They're so cool. Like they are just so fucking. That's cool. uh, Michael Schultz Creative. He was actually going to be at the conference last year before we uh, canceled it. So he'll actually have a bunch of really cool prints and other stuff of his other art Fuck to yeah. sell at the at the event. Mm-hmm. El Yucateco, which is in the beer, sent me a huge box yes it's got all these foam fingers it's got yeah dude you know, I love them. they look great 50 sunglasses 50 pins great. all this stuff uh to give away so uh we'll have all the lu Cateco stuff there it looks and awesome. yeah the the swag looks so good it looks so good so yeah man i'm i'm very excited about this i i'm i'm more excited is like the, the the day is finally here. You know what I mean? We're only just a couple weeks away, and I'm like, "Fuck!" This is it's actually crazy. in the vats. Yes, brewing Ooh, right yes. now. Brewing. So. Oh baby. Oh baby. Mm-hmm. Oh. So hot. So <laughs> hot. I'm excited. Mm. And I get to see you tomorrow. I get to see you. Yeah. Tomorrow. I'll be up there probably around three. I'm fine with this. Maybe between three and four. Mm-hmm. I'll even here at one. Are you? Uh, are you going to be the first one here? I or don't are there, know. Other people beating you. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to be the first okay. carload of people to get there. That'll so. be cool. That'll be cool. We got a guy. This is his very first. Well, other than the the. The people that I'm bringing um, that are involved with the movie mm-hmm. that they've they've actually been on a couple of paranormal things before. But I got a guy that I work with, very first paranormal investigation, like first time, Let's first ever. Yeah. Time. So he he tried to go to one a couple of weeks ago and he wasn't feeling well. So this will be his oh. first investigation ever, and he'll get to do it for the whole weekend at the manor. I love it. I love it. This will be a good time. Says he wants to get scared, so I'm trying to think of things to do to him. I mean, we could scare the shit out of him. <laughs> quite literally. He says he's going to start listening to the show, too. So, Oh, that a boy. I love it. All right. But tonight, I wanted to talk yeah. about Native American little people's stories. I love this. I love these. I love these stories. So some of them are stories, and some of them are just descriptions of different little people, uh, legends, and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but this one, this one is controversial, only in that there's an actual mummy. There's a body oh, of shit. this one. Oh my god! So okay. it's the little people of the Pedro Mountains and the mummy, the Pedro Mountain mummy. Okay. Um, oral traditions of many Native American tribes, including the Arapaho, Sioux, Cheyenne, and Crow. But really, I mean, they list those four in this part of the article. But really, most tribes had some kind of um, um, little people mythology. Sure. Um, 
tell of little people who stand just 20 inches to three feet tall. In some tribes, they are known as tiny people eaters. Oh, fuck that. What, what's going on there, bro? What's <laughs> going on? There's a helicopter flying over. Oh, okay. As we have the National Guard close. Well, everybody has the National Guard, of course. We have a a, a Huey National Guard uh, station not yeah. too far from here, and they practice, fly practice runs every few days. Damn. It's going over right now. That's cute. Um, anyways. In others, they were known to have been spirits and healers, and some believed to be magical, similar to leprechauns or fairies. That's interesting. Um, in any event, the legends were well known among Indians across the nation long before the Europeans set foot upon these lands. Wow. So it didn't come over with uh, European culture. Okay. Uh, to the Shoshone Indians of Wyoming, this small race of people were known as the Nimaragar, and their legends told of the little people attacking them with tiny bows and poisoned arrows. Do me a favor, tap your tap your uh, check. desk again. Check, check, check. No, uh, I did it. What the fuck? <laughs> I don't know, man. You just tapped the desk before. I thought that was the magic. Yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's still quiet. Huh. Oh, fuck. Whatever. I can still hear you. Okay. Go ahead. Um, the Nimaragar were also known to kill their own kind with a blow to the head when oh, they became shit. too ill to be active part of the society. Though part of the alleged, the practice is sometimes killing the infirmed was also a regular part of life for many nomadic Indian tribes, which I did not know that. I didn't either. That's... I mean, it's it's kind of like um, like the tro what are they the the guys in the three hundred? You know, there's some oh, legends yeah, of that kind of stuff going on in Europe too. Yes. Oh, that's crazy um, too. Yeah. Though many believe these little people to be only the stuff of legends, several discoveries point to the contrary. The most significant of which was a fourteen inch fully formed mummy found in 1932 oh, fuck, called the Pedro Mountains mummy. He was discovered when two men were digging for gold in the San Pedro Mountains about 60 miles west of Casper, Wyoming. That's interesting. After continually working a rich vein and running in only into more and more rock, Cecil Maine and Frank Carr used dynamite to blast a section of the mountainside to get at the gold. After the dust cleared, a cave would be seen in the rock face. The small cavern was about 15 feet long and 4 feet high wow. and been totally sealed off from the outside world by a thick wall of rock. Wow. The fuck is that? What was that? I heard that. My heat turning on. <laughs> That's what it was. I guess so. <laughs> I think Anyways, dude, all I can see is that fucking doll back there. I know. That's why I put him there. Yeah, that's really Norman. Funny. He's coming with me again. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Don't bring him. Come on. <laughs> you don't have to bring the doll, man. Yes, I do. Uh, uh, as the men entered the cave, they were surprised to see a small pygmy-like man sitting cross-legged upon a ledge. The tiny mummy was only about six and a half inches tall in its seated position and estimated at 14 inches tall in the standing position. Jesus tits. No. <laughs> its skin was brown and wrinkled, its forehead low and flat. Oh, that reminds me with your oh. with your saying that you just said. Did you see what uh, Ray posted in our group? No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I'm gonna look right now. Just a second. Yeah, I got it here. Um, he posted me... this the other day. <laughs> what did he fucking post? He said, 
I've been finding myself copying Josh when I say, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. At least the way he says it. It'll be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Anyways, where was I? Its features displayed a flat nose, heavy-lidded eyes, and a very wide mouth with thin lips. The face looking like that of an old man, it was so well preserved, its fingernails could still be seen on its hands, and the top of its head was covered in a dark, jelly-like substance that was still pliable. Never mind. (laughs) Uh, The two prospectors took there find a Casper, Wyoming, and in no time, scientists came from all over the nation to have a look at the mummy. Sure that it was a hoax, extensive tests were performed when the professionals assumed it was a pieced-together work of taxidermy. However, the anthropologists would soon be surprised to see that x-rays displayed a perfectly formed man-like skeleton. Wow. The tests also showed that the mummy had been killed violently as the spine was damaged, a collarbone broken, and the skull had been smashed in a heavy blow. But he's sitting there, cross-legged. Yeah, so he wasn't killed there. placed there after his death. Yeah. I see. Uh, It says the soft substance at the top of the head exposed brain tissue and congealed blood. Damn. After the tests were completed, the scientists estimated that the mummy was a full-grown adult who was approximately 65 years old at the time of his death. Jesus Christ. One odd finding was that its teeth teeth were overly pointed, having a full set of canines. Okay. Uh, says these examinations were allegedly performed by the American Museum of Natural History and certified genuine by the Anthropology Department of Harvard University. Wow, man. However, alternate reports also say when the mummy was examined by the University of Wyoming, the body was found that to be of a deceased child. So nobody really knows at this point because the mummy was displayed in a sideshow for years and then it was purchased by a Casper businessman, Ivan T. Goodman. Where Goodman died in 1950, the mummy passed to the hands of a Leonard Walder, a New York businessman who died in 1980s. It has not been seen publicly since and its whereabouts are unknown. So the guy, the new one of the businessmen had it in a glass dome in their front window for years at their business jesus that's that's odd i own a haunted fucking house and i wouldn't even display it. <laughs> um there's been reports that of people you know skeptics looking at and other s- scientists looking at the the x-rays and the photos that they believe it was actually a child that had a certain disease but what kind of fucking disease? Like, come on. Like, really? I don't, it, it did say the name of the disease a few times, but I, don't, I actually don't have it here in these I notes. Mean, if this thing is looking as if it's like a 60-some-odd-year-old man, and it's, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't That's... know. And it's 14 inches from head to toe? In 1932, maybe they didn't quite have the same capabilities of maybe telling. That, maybe that's it. I don't know. But if they really did find it sealed in this cave, how did it get sealed in a cave that they had to blast to get into in the first right. place? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. No. Unless there was a, another entrance that had collapsed at some point. Maybe. That could be. But yeah, so Jesus, nobody knows where this little mummy is. I'm sure it's somewhere. I'm sure somebody has it sitting on their shelf somewhere. Oh God, a private collection or something. That's what I'm saying. I think somebody would have to like track down this this businessman from New York who passed away in the 80s, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then contact his grandchildren. I'm sure. And then see if what they even did with it, if they even knew, if they even saw it themselves. I don't know. Yeah, man. somebody might be like, what is it? Maybe somebody thought it was like disgusting and maybe. got rid of it. Yeah, but they like, threw it away and they'd be like, what the fuck was grandpa's problem? 
<laughs> my grandpa was a fucking weirdo. Yeah. I don't know, man. Um, this next one's fun. And it's actually... Um, You're fun. Somewhere around here by some of them. Um, the Little Cannibals of the Plains. Jesus. These were called the Tihihan. Among the most dreaded figures in the lore of the Plains Indians were child-sized dwarves that were incredibly strong, very aggressive, bloodthirsty, and often attacked in large numbers. Jesus, dude. Tihihan comes from the Arapaho word meaning strong. The Arapaho also called them Oh, what is that word? Yeah, oh, no. Necessity, meaning oh. little people. Okay. Um, these small, fearsome warriors were also said to be so aggressive because they believed they had to be killed in battle to reach their afterlife. Shit. Uh, these small creatures dwell in the vast area of the Great Plains between the Mississippi River and the Rocky Mountains, that's right here, and are known in the legends of the Cheyenne, the Crow, the Arapaho, Omaha, Osage, Kanza, Shoshone, Comanche, Ponca, and Grosfrentra. Damn. Uh, descriptions of these many monsters vary from tribe to tribe among some Siouan tribes, including the Osage. They sometimes have wings. And the Omaha tribe says that sometimes they only have one eye. Oh, God. Uh, the crows see them with pot bellies and no necks. So maybe they're own, all these own little tribes where they look a little bit different. Yeah, maybe. These were described as stand two to four feet tall, dark skin, have squat necks, sharp teeth, and can run very fast, outpacing their human counterparts. They're also always very hostile to the human beings and are gluttonous, killing more people than they can possibly eat. Oh, my God. Um, the wild people have magical powers and can be dangerous, sometimes kidnapping children or using witchcraft to harm people. Some legends say that they have the power to turn themselves invisible. It says that According to most versions of the story, the race of cannibal dwarves was destroyed in an ancient war by the Arapaho and their allied tribes. Wow. So who's to say that none of, like, there isn't a remnant of any of these little people left out there? I mean, there very well could be. Um, but at the same time, like, <clears throat> kind of the way my brain goes, right, is like, if they're out there, I don't want to be the one that finds them. If that makes sense, because they'll probably fuck me up in some way. Well, there's nice ones too. Are you sure? Well, according to legend, there are nice ones. If you're nice to them, actually the next one I have is a nice story. I'm always a nice guy. Like I'm not going to be like, (laughs) Hey, fuck you. Yeah. But, but nice to them might mean you need to bring them a certain kind what of. If I, what if it's been a long day? What if I don't offering. have anything? What if I've got nothing on me? Well, then you're fucked. I could be fucked. Like, I'd be like, oh, but I got this really nice shirt, right? Or I've got. Well, what are they going to do with your shirt? I don't know. Fucking figure it out. Give them your phone. My phone? What the <laughs> fuck do they need a phone for? How the fuck I don't am I know. getting out of there? Maybe they just want to be connected to the world. <sighs> Fine, take it. God, you want to get you? You've been trying for years to get rid of your smartphone, anyways, but you keep going it's, back to it. I have no choice. That's this is the issue with me. Like, let's continue with the stories. Let's not yeah. let's not dwell on this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this one's called or this one's called the Makia Wasug Sug. Um, the rocks of Monaghan Hill are the home of the mock. Was that? Isn't there somebody there? Was it that guy that was there? This wasn't a guy. Oh. 
I didn't hear it. I think it's kids outside. Oh. <laughs> it's got to be. All right. All I'm right. scared. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Jesus. Well, I'm, I'm here for you. All the way 20. down three hours away. I'll watch your I'm death. Like, I'm like, Jason, you, you maybe come up early? <laughs> Did Mitch move a little bit right there? Fuck you. He didn't move. He's not moving. <laughs> he fluttered in the breeze of the little kid running. There's no little. There's no you're the doll moving. He better not move. <laughs> uh, anyways. After nightfall, the call of the whippoorwill signals their arrival. They are good spirits, but the Mohegans know they must be treated with respect, according to tradition. Okay. It is important to leave baskets of food, such as corn cakes and berries, or even meat in the woods for them. Here we go, with the gifts. Yeah. Wearing moccasin flowers for shoes, they gather the gifts at night. In fact, Makia Wasug means whippoorwill moccasins. Yeah. Uh, They have their own rules of etiquette. Those who see the little people should not look directly at them. They think it's rude. Oh. If they catch you staring, they might point a finger at you. Rooting you to the ground while they take your belongings. So you might have to give up your shirt and your phone. Maybe I will. Because their 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 finger just like sticks you to the ground like you can't move. So like you're frozen like in Harry Potter. <laughs> you keep it's freezing. Oh. <laughs> Another rule is you do, do not I? speak to them in the summer. Oh, for fuck's sake. They're when they're most goals. active. Um, but in return for kindness, they taught the Mohegan people how to grow corn and use healing plants. They keep the earth okay. well and grant favors to those who honor their ways. The problem with okay. all of this is, you know... <clears throat> The problem with all of this or all of the types of the little people out there, they all have different rules. And how exactly do you know which one you're coming up against? Like, That's just it, man. Like, you don't. You, and because you, you're going to get fucked up. That's why. <laughs> why are you freezing? Why are you, you freezing? freezing. You were freezing. You were freezing. It's the stupid freezing? Iowa internet. Yes. Dude, we have some of the best. God. You have some of the best? Like some of the best, fastest internet right here. Yeah, I don't know. I swear. Anyways, when the English settlers came and disrupted the traditional way of Mohegan life, many forgot to help the Makwa. Oh, they for- they were forgotten. As a result, many Mohegans and Ma- Makawas, Makawas, the M guys, fell ill. Yeah. At this time of bad spirits, there lived a medicine woman. One night during a terrible storm, she heard the whippoorwill. When she looked outside, the bird wasn't to be found. But a small boy stood in the rain at her doorstep. It turned out it was a grown M guy named Wiegan. He told her... I wouldn't even make fun of his name. No. No. He told her to who told her to come help someone who was sick. Though the storm was fierce, he held her through the woods a long way. Or led her, not held her. That would that would have been odd. Hey, <laughs> come here, mama. Suddenly the storm seemed to stop as they began to descend into the ground. They were in the realm of the little people. Wigan led her to a beehive-shaped chamber of rocks. Inside, a very old woman lay in bed, very ill. The M guy told the medicine woman that this was Granny Squanet, who must be made well. Granny Squanet is very powerful, and she is known to cause storms 
when she argues with her husband. Okay. Her illness was the reason for the storm. Worse, healers often look to Granny Squaint, Squaint, Squanit, <laughs> when the niece is tired and healthy and healing. Here she is, the one who's sick. The medicine woman treated Granny Squanit for nearly a moon before she got better. In return for restoring Granny Squanit's health, the M guy gave the medicine woman a basket of gifts and told her to remember them. She was blindfolded and taken back home. Okay. Only when she did return or only when she returned did she open the basket. Inside were quartz crystals, painted skins, and a bunch of herbs. Okay. Hmm. So there's crystals like maybe you should carry a crystal with you. To give to Maybe. the little people. I mean, I have a ton. I have a whole box full of crystals and shit over here. They'd like it. Yeah? Yeah. Little little toys? No, they're not toys. They're crystals. No, they'd be toys for them. For them, they would be toys. Yes. Yeah. For us, this is like Ghost Hunter Gold over here. It's weird. All right. Here's one in the Pryor Mountains, which is in Carbon County, Montana. Um, Crow folklore says the little people live in the Pryor Mountains, a small mountain range in Carbon County, Montana, and Bighorn County, Montana. Petroglyphs on the rocks in the mountains, the crow said, were made by these demon-like creatures. If those petroglyphs are are real, they're probably still there. I would assume so. Wouldn't um, they yeah, I would yeah. think so. Yeah, the place we're talking about going to out in Colorado has petroglyphs. They're from anywhere. They're from so the 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 Native Americans that left the petroglyphs where we're planning on going were there from like 2000 BC to 5000 BC, or or maybe it's 1400 BC to 500 BC. I think that's insane. So that long ago, and they're still there. I love it though. Um. Oh, so they were made by these demon-like creatures. Because the little people live there, the mountains are sacred to the crow. The little people are said to be no more than 18 inches tall. Crow folklore differs slightly from that of other tribes in describing the little people of the prior mountains as having large, nearly round bellies, incredibly strong, but short arms and legs and little or no neck. That sounds like, almost like the first one. Yeah, it does. In the, Very similar, actually. Yeah. In the story of Lost Boy, or Burnt Face, the crow told of a little person who killed a full-grown bull elk and carried it off just by tossing the elk's head over its shoulder. So it just dragged the elk behind it. Right. Uh, the crow expression, strong as a dwarf, references the incredible strength of these little people. However, they are incredibly fierce warriors, feed primarily on meat, and have many sharp canine-like teeth in their mouths. This so is that's like the second simple. one. This, yeah, exactly. So yeah. they just, man. Nearby tribes told stories of little people tearing the hearts out of their enemies' horses. Stories which may have helped keep these tribes from making war with the crow. Each year, the crow made an offering to the little people of Medicine Rocks, also known as Castle Rocks, where they believed some little people lived. I'm, I'm sure we could find those rocks uh, in the Prior Mountains. Little people were also known for stealing children, food, and medicine and tobacco. Wow. So they're like, well, you stole a couple of our kids. We're going to give you some shit so you don't steal more of our kids. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> the crow also believed that the little people created stone arrowheads for the crow themselves only knew how to make bone arrowheads anyone who tried to play a trick on the little people would incur their wrath which usually destroyed him and his entire family yeah yeah but there's also good ones. The little people, sometimes referred to as spirit dwarves, 
were also said to be able to confer blessings or spiritual insight to certain individuals. Generally speaking, the crow would refuse to enter the prior mountains due to their beliefs of the little people. However, on occasion, a lone crow would travel to the medicine rocks and fast where one of the little people might manifest as a lone animal to teach the seeker their insights. The crow tell of two ways to pass through the mountains without being harmed by the little people. However, uh, both involved offerings. According to their folklore, the little people had befriended a young crow boy. The boy told the crow that there was a pass through the mountains which the crow could use, but they would need to shoot arrows ahead of them as they traveled as an offering to the little people. Wow. This pass, now called Prior Gap, was known to the crow as hits with the arrows. Oh, okay. The crow named for Prior Creek was Arrow Creek, and the Prior Mountains were known to them as Arrowhead Mountains. However, other kinds of authorings, such as beads, cloth, or tobacco, could be left in order to right. win safe passage through the mountains. Wow. Wow. It says the little that's, people were... What? That's really cool, though. That that seems like a, a one that has a lot of information about locations and places yes. to go. Uh, the little people were also integral to the crow practice of the sun dance. The little people were said to be owners of any Sundance lodge that was built. The little people judge who among the participants is truly sincere and confer only on them any visions or spiritual insight. The dancer's position in the Sundance could only be awarded by the little people. Wow. Okay. Next, I kind of have a list of some that are different. And they have a little different stuff about them. Uh, the Mano, Mano Gamasak. One of the several races of legendary little people in the Wabanaki folklore. This M guy were river, river elves who make their home in rocky riverbanks. Okay. Mano Gamasak are nature spirits who generally who are generally friendly to the Wabanaki people, but may sometimes capsize canoes, tear fishing nests, or cause other mischief. So there's nothing that really just sets them off. Sometimes they could just be assholes. They're just pissed. Yeah. <laughs> they wake up on the wrong side of the bed, they're sweet cheeks. These are a little bit different. It says they have narrow faces, which some stories describe as being so thin they cannot be seen except for in profile. So they're like what? flat guys. Okay. Like like that. Um, there's a actual Jap- Japanese spirit that's, I can't remember the name, but it, this Japanese spirit can hide in any crevice, like in the crack between like if your like if your stove is in a, a shelving like counter space yeah you know the little crack in between the stove and the like the counter yeah they could just chill there they could just chill in there and you could see their eye looking out at you oh my god fuck that or like if your refrigerator is set up the same way i can't remember but they can hide in any little crack and look at you no thanks um that's from a Japanese spirit, and this sounds really very similar to that. Sure. Um, it says, when clay or slit deposits along the riverbank resemble people or animals, they are said to be sculptures made by the Manogamasak and bring good luck to the person who finds them. Yeah. Uh, rocks by the side of the river, or a river, with geometric markings on them are considered to mark the home of a monogamous family 
and are best left undisturbed. I don't know, man. Like, I just, mm, I don't know. Uh, next is this. Like, I'm just, I'm curious. I don't know. Like, me personally, I'd shit my pants. I think we all realize that I would shit my pants, right? What are you doing? You come across one of these things. You're out hiking. Like, let's just say you're fucking hiking. What do you do? Well, <laughs> well I try. Yeah. I, well, I try not to freak out. How do you do that? <laughs> I try to stay calm anyway. How do you even do that? <laughs> I try to pay attention to my surroundings, like yeah. what's around me, not so focused on it. Because I kind of feel like this happened. This might be the case in a lot of stuff like in the paranormal field when we're investigating. Yeah. Like say we're or say we're at the manor and we're investigating. If everybody's looking in one direction, like they're, they're trying to focus on like uh, get the nurse's station. Everybody yeah. stares down the hallway towards the north. Correct. I'll usually turn around when I notice, when I realize everybody's looking in one direction, I usually turn around and watch behind us. I think it's smart. Um, the, so that's kind of my mentality already. So I would try to at least pay attention to. I wouldn't necessarily take my eyes off of it. Yeah, but well, at least keep it in. Like I'd try to be aware of what's going on around me because one like fucking velociraptors. <laughs> maybe I mean, may, like on a physical level, maybe there are more there that are trying to sneak up on you. But if if you're not paying attention to your surroundings, you could already be like dazzled by them and not even realize that your surroundings have changed. Sure. So maybe it'll be something to snap you out of something. If you notice that it's different. I don't know. That's just my kind of thinking of what I would try to do. One thing that I would absolutely not do if I had my wits about me, and is eat something that they're offering to you. Okay. Because um, it's it's a common thing in stories that people will get trapped in these, not time slips, trapped in these um, situations for even weeks on end where they eat something. Like, there's stories out there in European culture and folklore that if you, you know, if you find a fairy and he takes you off to the fairy realm to a party and there's all kinds of food and drink and fun and good times, there's plenty of stories of people that have had this happen to them and they eat and they have a good time with them. And then, you know, to them, it seems like it's been an hour or two and they leave, but it's really been a week or more. And it's the it's the thinking, and the people that don't eat usually don't have that long of a time um, jump. Yeah. So it's thought that the food is what kind of like changes your pers- you know perception of what's going on, the food or the drink. So you don't want to eat anything that they offer you, especially in the moment, like. Maybe if they, maybe if you get, if, like, you'd be fine. You have cigarettes on you. So take out a cigarette, yeah. throw it at them. Not at them, at them, but like, offer it to them. Okay. And maybe they'll give you something back, but don't eat it and right. leave. Right. And then maybe we'll eat it together for a YouTube video. <laughs> yeah, that's hot. That's hot. Yeah. And just see what happens. I don't know, bro. It's just weird to me. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, what to think of all of this, you know? It's interesting shit. Like, it really is. I want to go out and look for the little. Do you really want to do this? I've talked about it for a while. There's that um, (laughs) rock carving in Arkansas that I want to go seek out. I remember that. Um, there's plenty of stories around of them that we could it, go investigate, even with yeah. the like the one in Wyoming that was in yeah. in here. So, okay, we just have to have, we have to prepare. Yeah. I I don't 
think it would be any more dangerous than going and looking for aliens. I don't know. I think it might. <laughs> I think it might. I mean, maybe. Going to look Probably. for Bigfoot? I Fuck Bigfoot. I'm over it. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't even care. Like, God damn it, man. It's just, I, they always seem to be, like, very clever. You know what I mean? Like, very clever. Always a few steps ahead of you. Um, but it's like you said. Like, okay, let's say, hypothetically, you don't eat what they're offering you, right? Mm-hmm. Will that offend them? Does that instantaneously then piss you off or piss them off and then you're fucked? And, like... I mean, goddamn. Like, that's the weird shit to me. So it's like you're fucked either way. Well, so there's also a ton of people that when they take, there's tons of, there's a bunch of stories out there of when, you know, like you take DMT or hallucinogenic substance like that, you'll actually end up in you could you could end up in these realms that these creatures or whatever they are actually come from and live yeah so that's why another reason why like it's thought that that's that's where they take you if they do take you so maybe they're not even actually physically taking your body somewhere could be but they are transferring your consciousness into their realm jesus um, and you know, obviously, we only have the stories of the people that came back. If right. the people that didn't come right. back, they just disappeared out in the woods or wherever they are. But like, what if that's like, what if that's the antecedent behind the whole like missing four one one? There, I said it. What if that? It? it definitely could be. Why couldn't it be? Yeah. What if that's it? I just solved it. <laughs> solved it. Yeah, cold day, guys. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Let's see. There's a couple more interesting okay. ones here that are pretty quick. Um, the Sabah Wallanu. Um, they're kind of like mermaids, where they have human Ooh. upper bodies and fish tails. They have power over storms. Wow. Um. And they don't they don't harm people that show them proper respect. Um, it says the the meek mock the the meek I think it's meek mock people who learn to interpret their songs could correctly predict the weather through their songs. Holy shit, that's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> it's gonna rain today. <laughs> Motherfucker gonna rain today. That's probably their song. You don't think so? Maybe. Whatever. I mean, that's probably a literal translation or translation. <laughs> it gonna rain, motherfucker gonna rain today. <laughs> uh, the Pisa Pisa. They're magical little people of the forest is the central Algonquin folklore, similar to European gnomes or fairies. Pesa are said to be about two feet tall, and their name literally means little ones. In most stories, Pesa, it's P-A-I-S-S-A, are portrayed as mischievous but generally benign nature creatures or spirits who may play tricks on people but are not dangerous. That's interesting. Um, in other stories, they have more formidable magic powers and pose a threat to humans or even to the culture hero was sake, which I guess is one of their you know mythological heroes. Uh, it says they're only usually dangerous if they are provoked. Okay. It says in the Miami traditions, the Pesa played a more important religious role as guides to lead the spirits of the dead along the Milky Way to the afterlife. Yeah. Um, something just 
That's weird. Someone just touched my hand. That's so hot. It was me, by the way. It was, <laughs> it was me. <laughs> uh, they, the the uh, Anish Anishinaib and Cree have a creature called the Payans. Is sometimes used to refer to Pesa. Other times, the water spirits are known as. Oh, a lot of these cross over. And other yeah. times, they're tiny insect like fairies with wings. It's like Tinkerbell. Yeah, like Tinkerbell. Yeah. That a nick, that like their, their nickname, which is Pace, is similar to the word shorty. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> go, <ahead. laughs> go shorty it's your birthday <laughs> uh, I've, I had heard of this one before the puckwudgies yes the puckwudgies uh, they're magical little people of the forest and Algonquin folklore similar to European gnomes or fairies the puckwudgie stories are told throughout the northeastern United States southeastern Canada and the Great Lakes region However, their nature varies in the folklore of different tribes and other Great Lake tribes. Uh, the Pukwudgie is considered a mischievous but basically good-natured creature that plays tricks on people but is not dangerous. Nice. In uh, the Abnaki and other Northeast Algonquin tribes, a Pukwudgie can be dangerous, but only to people who treat them with disrespect. Oh. In the Wampanoag. 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 In other tribes in southern New England, Pukwudgies are capricious, capricious and dangerous creatures who may play harmless tricks or even help a human neighbor but are just as likely to steal children or commit deadly acts of sabotage. No. Uh, Pukwudgies were enemies of their cultural hero, too, Hmm. and were even responsible for his death and the death of his sons. Uh, The cultural hero was uh, Mashop. Uh, They're usually described as being knee-high or even smaller, their name literally means person of the wilderness, and they usually consider to be spirits of the forest. In some traditions, they have sweet smell and are associated with flowers. Uh, Pukwudgies have magical powers, which vary from tribe to tribe, but may include the ability to turn invisible, confuse people, or make them forest or forget things. Uh, shapeshift into cougars or other dangerous animals, or bring harm to people by staring at them. Yeah. So that's... Hmm. And then the last one I got, mm-hmm. uh, which is one another one that I hadn't heard of before, is the Water Babies. Have you heard of the Water Babies? I, this some, I don't know why this sounds familiar. Um. They're traditionally thought to be out west, but I know of them because they're supposed to be in Lake Tahoe. Okay. Um, They're a mysterious and dangerous water spirit of the folklore of California and other western Native American tribes. Water babies are said to inhabit springs and sometimes ponds or streams. Water babies usually take the form of a beautiful human infant. Um, although in some tribes they have fishtails or appear as reptilian beings that merely make cries resembling human babies. And in many tribal traditions, they cry a, the cry of a water baby, baby is the omen of death, and others responding to a water baby crying by picking it up results in a catastrophe. Mm-hmm. So the story, and I know off of the top of my head out of Lake Tahoe, yeah. Is that you would hear a baby crying, you come over, it would actually be underwater, which wouldn't make sense, but you probably wouldn't realize it at the time yeah, because the baby's be. underwater, you hear the crime. You reach down to grab the baby, but it grabs you and pulls you under. Fuck that noise. And that's it. Fuck that noise. Lights out. Yeah. <clears throat> Lights out. So yeah. Um yeah. 
there's plenty of others. There's like, you know, there's every tribe had several different stories of their little people that they interacted with. And most of them, their stories are of actual interaction rather than just folklore or legend. Right. Right. So. It's impressive, my maybe friend. There's, maybe there's still out there. What was that there? noise that just knocked in your room there? Was that you? I didn't hear it. Something knocked. I swear to God, I heard it. Well, I didn't hear it because my headphones, I guess. Huh. Weird. Maybe it's the puckwudgie. Maybe it is. They're like, hey, dickweed. Like, stop talking about us. Norman will protect me. No, he won't. He'll bite you. <laughs> He'll bite you. I don't, I don't feel nervous at all having him behind me. Uh, you didn't get bit by one when you were three years old, asshole. <laughs> I got a peewee right here. Yeah, he's not so bad. Hey, big guy. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. Bro, it's going to be amazing seeing you. Yeah. It'll be so good to see you hang out a little bit. We got to record a couple of. We need to to record some shit. I actually have another show that I'm doing tomorrow night at eight o'clock till ten o'clock or whatever. But yeah, Yeah. other than that, other than that, well, I mean, you'll be there um, all day. You're usually there all day Saturday, anyways, right? All the live long. So we'll all be there. So we could get you know we have guests and all kinds of fun stuff. Just get naked. (laughs) Naked. I will not be doing that, but That's bullshit. Like we're gonna get you all liquored up and get you all sorts of naked. It'll be fine. You know, I feel a little bad about but hurting your fine. feelings at the beginning of this episode, but it's not gonna. It's, I'm not gonna say it. So not yet. Hey, <laughs> not yet. I was like, hey, no. Damn it. All right. I'm so glad that you didn't realize that it was April Fool's. Dude, it's such a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a fucking week. It is such yeah. a fucking week. And so I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, the normal stuff happens, like, at the, the beginning of the month. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. bills, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. like just paying ass loads of money. And then you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't even put it together that it was April Fool's Day. No. I just don't. I don't know. It's not on my radar. It's just not on my radar right now. But fuck it. <laughs> my God. Such a dick to me. What are you doing over there? Looking at porn? Oh, yeah. Nice. I always have a plan. So here's the deal. When you are up here tomorrow, I'm going to have you kind of look at my shit that I have over here. And then show me what you did to use your GoPro as your webcam. I had to i have the media mod and i had to use the media mod to get it to work i don't even know what the media mod is it's an extra i'll show it to you tomorrow it's an extra part that's an add-on that goes around the gopro that has an extra set of microphones on it and plugins i think i have that so i think think they had it i think they had it for the other models too yeah i think i have that so we might be we might be okay that's cool I love how we just like talk tech stuff <laughs> like the audience gives a fuck because they don't. But it's OK. It's OK. Um, 913-730-7255. That is the Ectoplasm Show phone numbers. You can give us a call. You can shoot us a text. I think that we should <clears throat> open it up. So yeah. Saturday on oh, April fuck. 3rd. April 3rd. If if you're listening to the show or if you've listened to it before, obviously if it's not after from yeah. like from like 10 a.m. to yeah. like whenever, we'll leave. I'll turn on the ringer for the ecto line and we will answer it. Yeah, if you call, shit, and we'll it's talk to you ringing. and we'll record it. It is going to be ringing all day. I hope it'll so. Be, it'll be hot. 913-730-7255. We'll post it out there on Saturday, too. But if you're listening and you want to talk to us, even if it's just to, like, prank us or what, whatever. Or just tell us how much we suck. I mean, we're yeah. fine with all of it. Call that. us, and we'll both we'll answer. We'll both be there. I'll put you on speakerphone. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right, guys. Well, on that happy little note, we will let you all go. And we will talk to you all very soon. Peace out.